This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Post Game Show. I'm Jeff Hardman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and joining me soon will be my typical co-host, Lance Williams, as we recap the Pittsburgh Steelers thrashing. I think that's a good adjective to describe the Steelers game uh, on Thursday Night Football. 52-21, to the Steelers completely dismantled the Carolina Panthers. It wasn't even close. However... The one unique thing about these primetime games, and it typically happens with Pittsburgh, there's always a a play, a sequence of events that really... And so if you think about this game, the Steelers, they win the coin toss. I'm sorry, the Carolina Panthers fail to guess the heads or tails. They defer the possession of the second half. So the Carolina Panthers go down the field with relative ease, less than five minutes. Christian McCaffrey does all the work and scores a touchdown. And immediately, Steeler fans are thinking, oh boy, here we go. It's going to be a long night. First play from scrimmage for the Steelers, 75-yard bomb to Juju, touchdown, tie game. Next series, Newton inadvertently, or uh, inadvertently, but throws a pick six to Nick Williams. Now it's 14-7, to and the, flip, the script is completely flipped. So bringing in Lance now. Lance, what were your thoughts on this game? Because I think after that pick six, you could have booked it, in my opinion. I know it was some fourteen seven, but the whole com- complexion of the game completely changed at that point. Ah, got a feeling. Oh boy, here we go. Ah, <laughs> got a feeling that I cannot predict games. That's what I have a feeling. <laughs> wow, 
I, I'm terrible. I, I, I would just flat out admit it. The WTF is my predictions. I, I, I'm horrible. I, 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 I'm flat out terrible. I will admit it. I said the Panthers were going to win 28-24. And boy, was I wrong. Well, no one saw 52-21 coming. I don't think there's anyone in their right mind that said, I got the Steelers winning 52-21. to I said 34-26 to as a final. Um, there were a lot of things that happened in this game that I, I saw coming. Ben Roethlisberger having a big game when they were talking about the no-huddle offense. I, that just means he's going to throw the ball more. Um, I saw Antonio Brown having a big game, which he did. I, th- I think that if the... The game would have been a little bit closer. He probably would have gone off even more. And then I thought Juju was going to have a game as well. Um, I started all three of those guys on my FanDuel roster tonight, won some money. So good for me. Um, at the same time, Lance is a hater, and he's going to keep picking against them. He's picked against them the last <laughs> two weeks, and the Steelers have won both of those games. However, I'm glad we could both represent our color rush jerseys tonight. The hey, seven to eighty-four they connected tonight, and they're three and zero in those threads now. I think. What do you think they should wear these more often? I love these. The material is nice and silky. Not not hey, for you, know you not for you. Should the Steelers wear them more often? No, they got to no, get I, I, I should wear these more often, <laughs> and so should the Steelers. And to make it even worse tonight with my predictions. I had Big Ben on the bench <laughs> for fantasy. Didn't you listen to me yesterday and the standard with Chris Carter would filled him for you or on Tuesday with the Steelers preview? Did you not listen to anything I said? I mean, you think at this point, we've been doing this show for like four years, that you would say, well, maybe Jeff does kind of know what he's talking about a little bit. You know, we're an old couple, Jeff. You know, <laughs> half the stuff you say, I, it, it's one ear out the other. Oh, oh. You know how that is, but but yeah, I, I mean, this was an awesome performance tonight. Fifty-two fourteen, or tw- excuse me, fifty-two fourteen for the rest of the team. Add the seven to Artie Burns for the rest of the team. So the game was fifty-two fourteen Steelers, fifty-two twenty-one Artie Burns. Well, the Steelers, the, the Steelers had, so yeah, the Steelers were putting in backups and they kept their starters in the entire time until they scored and then they emptied their bench a little bit as well. But you know what? It's what we always do on the post game show. We're going to go through the stats, we're going to grade players, and then we're going to talk about maybe what this game means moving forward because this was a huge win for the Steelers, who are now 6 2 and 1. They have flipped the script, they've won five in a row. An interesting fact, I just saw this on Twitter. This was the only home game that the Steelers have in the month of November at Heinz Field. They're on the road for the rest of the month. They don't come back until they see the Chargers in December in the first week. So that's an interesting nugget there. All right, here we go. Quarterbacks, as always, quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger, 22 for 25, 328, an average of 13.15 touchdowns, no picks. Was sacked once with a perfect rating. I, I want to say it's perfect. One fifty eight point three. If you so. say if you say anything less than a four, which if you're a first time listener to this show, we grade them one through four. Four is an A, one's an F. If you say anything less than a four, I'm just gonna kick you off this show for good. Five. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I mean five. I mean five to match the five touchdowns. I mean twenty two or twenty five. Jeez, 
five touchdowns, 13.2 yards per attempt. Come on, man. That that's that's ridiculous. And he got to leave the game early. Yeah. They're just no better than that. Let, let's let's just say for the sake of argument that the Steelers decided we're keeping the we're putting the foot down on the gas pedal the entire game. How many do you think they could have scored? Seventy. I was gonna say seventy five, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, they, they just they only had to punt the ball when Roethlisberger was in the game. Well, no, they didn't have to punt the ball at all when he was in the game. The only possession they didn't score was at the end of the half where they just kneeled the ball. That's insane. And the one punt was a bad punt, too. Of course. <laughs> you know what I was, looking for, I was looking for? I was like, man, who am I going to put on the losers list this week? I found one. Jordan Berry, your seven-yard punt just found you on the losers list again. Buddy. Artie Berry. Artie, Artie Berry. <laughs> yeah, I could put Artie Burns on there. You get one chance to prove yourself and you call defensive pass interference in the end zone. Good job. All right. So we all agree that Ben Roethlisberger was out of this world. We'll give him a an A. Um, let's go to running backs. James Conner, 13 carry, 65 yards, five yard average, one touchdown with a long of 15. Uh, he left the game where they didn't play him in the second quarter a lot. You could definitely tell, I think, that the Steelers looked at this matchup and said, coming off the, of a very physical Ravens game, a short week, another physical opponent, that they were going to get some of the other backs involved earlier in the game. And that's where you saw Steven Ridley, Jalen Samuels getting some snaps. But James Conner, what do you grade him one through four? He did leave the, set, the game in the second half. He's being He's in the concussion protocol which that's something Mike Tomlin said after the game that means that he does have a diagnosed concussion, and now he starts the process of does he have a headache? Will the headache subside? All those symptoms. Thankfully, the Steelers have a little bit of an extended break here, but how do you grade James Conner? Four. He did very <laughs> well in what he was asked to do. So, I mean, anytime you average five points, you know, 5.0 yards per carry and limited touches, he scored a touchdown. He was efficient. He did what they asked. And I'm sure they're going to pop that boy a tortoise or an Excedrin. And after this butt whooping, I'm sure he'll be okay. Yeah, I, I, your listeners, you're going to hear a lot of fours tonight. And it's we're not being homers. Trust us. We're just telling it like it is. And I think James Conner's absolutely a four as well. Uh, you put it best when you said he did what was asked of him. And he only had, only had to run it 13 times. But I think the biggest... No, the biggest talking point from the Steelers rushing attack isn't Stephen Ridley or Jalen Samuels or James Conner. It was Ben Roethlisberger's scramble, his slide, and Justin Reed being ejected from the game. Lance, so what Eric Reed. Eric Reed. Eric Reed. I'm sorry. Justin. Justin is his little brother. Yes. They're both uh, hated They're both Stanford Cardinal players. Yes. So, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Because it looked bad. Bush League play. And at the time, I think the Steelers were up 38-14. Just touch them down. Let's all go home. You know, they got families. So, you know, let's all go home, man, with our, with our brains intact, man. This is a serious sport. You can get hurt. You can get killed. Let's just all go home. Hug our wives. You know, let's just all go home. Hug your girlfriends, your wives, your, your, your kids, your parents. Just get on the plane and get back to Carolina, man. Just take this L like a man. You got beat. You got spanked. No need for that. Just touch the guy down. I thought it was Bush. Typically in the NFL, guys take care of themselves, especially 
in a situation like that, guys, it's a it's a fraternity, it's a brotherhood. They take care of everybody, especially in those situations. And, and I thought it just got away from them. Uh, you know, outstanding individual off the field, but it was a really bush league play, and I thought the ejection was appropriate. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I did like how Pouncey told reporters after the game that Ben Roethlisberger said that if any of them get fined, he will pay the fine. No problem. Don't even worry about the fine money because he's got it. Because I loved how David DeCastro, when he saw that, ran over and he was ready to kill somebody. And I, I wouldn't mess with David DeCastro. And then Pouncey gets involved. We know what Pouncey could do. And so he gets <laughs> Eric Reed by the jaw. And I don't know what... Well, I think my wife would eventually. I'd love to hear. I'd love to know what he's saying. I don't know if I want to know what he was saying to him, but it probably wasn't very nice. The, I will <laughs> up. That's what he said. <laughs> that that's what he said. Exactly, because essentially, I mean, th- that was a scary play, and Ben has been known to go head first in a lot of those situations where he's scrambling, and he goes head first to get those extra yards. This was not the case. It was very obvious that he was going feet first, and he still. I mean, he hit him shoulder and head. I thought, like you said, the ejection was was worthy. It was worthy of an ejection. And so I'm sure he'll have a hefty fine uh, coming his way. But still, that was a talking point. that It, it might not get as much talk as, as it would have if the game were closer, but still I think it deserves some credit. Now let's go to the receiving core. Antonio Brown, listen to this stat line, pretty solid. Six catches on six targets, 96 yards, one touchdown, along a 53. Juju Smith-Schuster, three catches on five targets, 90 yards. Now, 75 of those came on one play for a touchdown. Vance McDonald, four catches on four targets, 44 yards, and it's touchdown. I could keep going. Brian Switzer, two catches, two targets. Jalen Samuels, three catches, four targets. Roosevelt Nix, two catches, two targets. Let me count these up. It, looked- it might take a while because Jeff can't add. I'm not, yeah, I- 12 different receivers caught a pass. I'm sorry. Steven really did not. 11 receivers caught passes today during this game. And that's remarkable because the Steelers spread the ball around. And I was doing a radio spot uh, with SB Nation Radio before we came on the air here. And they asked, what's the difference? Antonio Brown's not being targeted 16 times in a game now. Um, Yeah. You can't take Antonio Brown out because if you do, if you want to put – two, three players on him, they're going to burn you in other ways. And, and I, I think the biggest thing, because we all know what Juju Smith-Schuster can do at this point, you should. I was super impressed with Brian Switzer tonight. And I know we're not going to grade him because he only had two catches, but those were big third-down conversions. He's playing the slot. He's really kind of finding his own niche in the offense. Um, what are your thoughts on the receiving core as a whole before we go to individual grades? I think they were outstanding. And I want to make a mention of the offense, to the Randy Feetner offense. I think what we've seen is they've put a major emphasis of being a very efficient horizontal passing offense with mesh concepts. And they really try to really win the conversion down. Because what you're seeing in this passing attack, you're not seeing them push the ball downfield as aggressively as we've seen in the past. And they've really catered the passing attack to, I think, possess the ball and protect this defense and keep this defense off the field. The balance between the play calling on the offensive end and the defense is outstanding. And the receiving core is playing fantastic football. 
And like Jeff said, 11 receptions by 11 different people? I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. They only threw the ball 25 times. 11 different guys catch it. You won't see that in a football game this year. You may not ever see that in a football game. So the receiving court was just absolutely fantastic. And it is late here, and it's been a long day for me. It's nine. I'm sorry, nine. Nine different receivers, including – I told you he couldn't add. I I told you he couldn't add. Like – I it's told been a you. Day, man. Give me a break. Nine different receivers, including Darius Hayward Bay, even caught a pass. That's insane. All right, so let's go with individual grades. Antonio Brown, what do you got? Four. Absolutely. Juju. Can I just do my Moses Malone impression? Fo, fo, fo. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it was late. It's, it's, it's late your yeah. way. So we just go go fo, fo, fo. I don't like think Moses Malone. Yeah. I don't think anyone. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that would definitely – categorizes less than a four for me. So let's go to the defensive side, because in my mind, when I looked at this matchup and these two teams were so close in terms of statistically close, uh, their rankings, the defense, what they do well, what they do well on both sides of the ball, what they don't do that well, very, very similar. I was really anxious to see how would the Steelers defense managed to slow down because originally that's why I picked the score of 34 to 26, because I thought they just have to slow them down. It's not going to be a matter of, can they stop them? Because I didn't think this offense, the Steelers struggle with sometimes these types of offenses with Christian McCaffrey types that can do so much. And Cam Newton, who is still mobile, but my goodness, after that first drive, they sure did look like a very, very capable unit john bostick led the way with 10 total tackles six solo but here's some other stat lines uh the, the steelers as a complete unit finished with five sacks one of our true or false yesterday was will the steelers sack cam newton three times and i said push with three chris carter said false he wasn't he doesn't think they were going to get to him three times they get to him five times they had seven tackles for loss on the day and pass defenses, they had two quarterback hits. And this was a big point for me, seven quarterback hits. Cam Newton, in my opinion, is a quarterback. I've watched him play now for several years that I feel like you, you don't always get to him, but if you can just hit him, just hit him. And I think that after TJ Watt came in untouched and put his helmet right into the shoulder, which was already a banged up shoulder, mind you, of Cameron Newton, that whole his whole game changed. He started hearing he started hearing some footsteps. Cam Hayward was getting pushed. He was trying to throw passes backpedaling. Uh, Lance, your thoughts on the defensive approach, the defensive execution, and the game plan itself coming in out coming after the game. Well, pressure busts pipes. I mean, the one thing you can do to disrupt all of the different things that Carolina's running game likes to do, you can defeat that with pressure. I mean, that first drive was ragged. It was everything that I feared coming into the game with the jet sweeps, the misdirection stuff, the high-low stuff. I mean, it was everything that they do. All of the smoke and mirrors that they present in the running game, and the Steelers didn't look prepared. But, you know, you beat any offense if you're kicking ass up front, and and they got after it. But here's the thing that was comical to me in the game, and, You know, I have to give a shout out to my fellow Cal Berkeley alum, Riverboat Ron Rivera. I was thinking, 
does Ron dislike Cam Newton? Because he kept him in there for that ass whooping. I was like, will he pull him out? Because I'm like, geez, he's keeping Cam in there on a short week, and he let Cam get tore up. I, I, th- I think he just was pissed. That Steeler front was getting after them, and they just took it out on them. Like, look, we got the bye week. We going to hunt. And they were hunting. Yeah, and uh, again, we can we can talk about you know four different grades for the for the players. I, I can't think of anyone other than Artie Burns, which we've already mentioned his name, because he got in for one play or one series. He had a defensive pass interference, and then he's out because it's now a goal line situation. I can't think of anyone. I thought T.J. Watt had a good game. I thought Bud Dupree had a good game. Uh, Bud Dupree finished with a sack and two tackles for a loss. Don't look now, Bud Dupree. Shoot, I, what does he have? Four and a half sacks now. Let me tell me. I'll, I'll, I'll check real quick while we talk. Uh, t- I want you to talk about two players that we've both been hard on. Uh, the duration of this contest, the this season, Cody Sensabaugh and Bud Dupree. What were your thoughts on them? Uh, pretty much as we go for uh, this game. Bud is starting to cook. I mean, Bud is starting to cook. Bud is starting to show up consistently week in and week out. I mean, he's not getting, you know, four or five sack games and stuff like that, but Bud is starting to get consistent pressure and be disruptive. I don't like Cody Sensabaugh as a player, but boy, if you don't say his name, he's playing ball. And during this win streak, I believe the Steelers are giving up close to about 17 points a game. So he's balling out, and he's giving them stability at the position. Now, I think, arguably, I think they're going to have to get Artie Burns back on track because you just need that first-round talent. If you can get, coach it up and get it to play well, you need that. But right now, Cody Sensabaugh is the more solid player. In the press conference I was listening to with Mike Tomlin earlier today, you know, they were asking about has Cody Sensabaugh won that position and provided stability? And Tomlin's answer was simply, do you see Burns playing, essentially? Do, do you see Burns on the field? So, unfortunately, I think for Artie Burns, maybe that ship has sailed, but he's playing quality football. What what can I say? Cody Sensabaugh is playing quality football. I can't complain. So, I did, I did look at Bud Dupree. Four and a half sacks so far on the season. Not bad. And then you have TJ Watt, three, six. He has eight sacks on the season. Not too bad, man. I mean, right? I mean, these bookend outside linebackers that we thought were going to be a gigantic weakness, not too bad. Do you agree? So you know what, Jeff? You know, we asked that question at the beginning of the year. I think we asked, we, we teased that question. We talked about the question about, with both outside linebackers finish with double-digit sacks. And I think we both agreed that Watt would finish with double-digit and that Artie Burns would somehow get a sack call back and finish with nine on a hold or something and finish with, with nine sacks. But it looks like they're on pace to possibly both get double-digit sacks or get very close to it. And I don't think you could ask more from that position. Okay, so let's grade the defense as a whole in this 52-21 shellacking. Um, I, I got to say I gotta say four. I think we both agree it's a four. Um, 
I can't think of any place in in this group other than Artie Burns that I say that didn't play well. You give up 21 points, but like you mentioned earlier, it was really 14. Um, you give him a four as well, Lance? Full. Okay. Full. Full. For me, and this is something Lance has said before, and it always stuck with me. Unlike Lance, I actually listen to what he says and take it to heart. Um, <laughs> he does not do that. But I always, he said, if you can do two things on offense, you are going to be a really, really tough team to beat, and that is convert on third down and convert in the red zone. And again, during this winning streak, I'd love to go back and look at the stats, and with the weekend that the Steelers aren't playing, I might do that for an article for the, the website. Third down efficiency tonight, the Steelers were 8 for 11. And that's remarkable considering that Joshua Dobbs was responsible for one of those failed conversions. In the red zone, four for four. I mean, my goodness. Only one penalty in this game. I mean, I can't, I'm trying to think of a game where it was more of a complete performance. But then let's look at the other side because as important as it is on offense for third down efficiency and red zone, let's look at what the Carolina Panthers did for the Steelers defense. Third down efficiency for Carolina, four for 11. And then in the red zone, they finished, well, they had one of one, but they didn't get in the red zone that often. So Lance, talk right. about stats for a second. What do you think about that? That's outstanding. And Jeff, I'll send that stuff. I'll send my sheet to you because I typically keep track of that. I have to put the rankings in there for you so that'll help you all put a story. But I I believe I'm, I'm going to throw this off the top of my head. I, I think the Steelers might be close to being the number one red zone offense in the National Football League. I think they're very close to it. And I would argue that they're probably top five on offense converting third down. As well. And again, they found a formula to play offense that's run the football, convert third down, and be very efficient in the red zone. Small ball. I can't believe that I'm saying small ball for a Pittsburgh Steeler offense led by Ben Roethlisberger, who we know loves to throw it down the field. But small ball is winning, it's taking care of this defense, it's keeping them fresh. And it's keeping them off the field. And this formula is working. And I expect to see it moving forward when you know I'm not going to say that name. You know the name I'm talking about, Jeff. I'm not going to say it. What? <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to catch up with a bunch of other stuff. What? Go ahead and you, say that. You, you, you know what name I'm I, I, I'm thinking. So you know what name I'm not going to mention. You know who's coming back. Who's coming back? Le'Veon Bell? Of course he's coming back. Yes, he's yes. coming back. And look, can we all agree? And I get I've, I've been asked, I've been on the radio now because when the Steelers win more, they want to hear more from the Steelers beat writers, I guess. They, they call me up and say, you know, we want to talk about the Steelers. They all ask, well, what's, what's it going to be? You know, what's it going to be? A, a Le'Veon Bell coming back. Look, if you gain an all-pro player, it's not going to be the end of the world as long as it doesn't disrupt what you already have going. I have no problem if James Conner continues to be the starter and Le'Veon Bell turns into like a third down back. They use him as a wide receiver in certain situations, maybe put them both in the backfield at times. 
it, it can make this offense better. I, I, let, let's be honest. We've talked about the third wide receiver. Who's their third wide receiver right now, Lance? You. Exactly. Me. <laughs> they don't have one. So with that being the case, if Le'Veon Bell can be that guy, let him be that guy. I'm not going to be mad at the guy forever. Did he get some bad advice along the way? Absolutely. Did he look like a fool more than once? Absolutely. Can he still help this team win? Absolutely. And if he can have them win a Super Bowl, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to put an asterisk next to it because Le'Veon Bell came back prior to week 11 and helped the team win the final six games and go on to win in the playoffs. Fans need to understand that the players aren't going to care. They just want him to show up or not show up. That's it. Make up your mind. So we'll find out about him. I don't know. Let me ask you a question about Bell. If he comes back next week, over, under, on a hamstring injury in terms of games. You, wait, wait, you get, if you're giving me an over-under, what is the over-under? Oh, on? that's right, Jesse. It's, it's late for me, too. Over-under two <laughs> games. Over-under two games. So you're thinking he's going to pull a hamstring and he's going to miss two games? No, no, over-under. Like, how many games will it take for him to sprain a Until hand? Until he hurts himself. Well, I'm not even sold that he's going to play in week 11. He's going to go on the exempt list. They might use all two weeks. I don't know. Who do they play after Jacksonville? Someone on the live chat tell me who they play after Jacksonville next week. Um, if you're watching live on YouTube, go ahead and – is it at Denver, I think, in week – maybe what would be week 12 – is it at Denver or that game? I was, I think it might be. So, anyways, I, I look at this and say that I don't think he's going to play right away. They'll probably ease him back into it. I'll take, even when he comes back, I'll take the over. I don't think he gets. I don't. I don't think he's in as bad a shape as people think. TMZ photos and some really grainy footage of him playing five at LA Fitness in Bridgeville in Pittsburgh. I'm not really putting too much stock into that personally. So uh, there we go. So they play at Denver, then they have the Chargers. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk well, about that when he shows it, up. We'll talk about that if if and when he shows up. But well, at least they at least they saw him at LA Fitness, not at Primanti. So that yeah, that's he, an improvement. He probably was there too. Don't worry about that. Uh, the one thing I want to I want to mention as well when I'm looking at these team statistics offensively, what were the two knocks on the Steelers last year and and in previous years was third down efficiency and red zone just couldn't convert. What does this say in your opinion, Lance, of Todd Haley? Um, that it's been the whole script has been flipped. Uh, they they sucked at third down in the red zone, and now they're tremendous, possibly the best red zone offense in one of the top five in third down efficiency. Is this really speak to Todd Haley's hard-headedness and ineptitude, or is this more just Ben's buying into the system? Like, What do you think about that? I think it's the quarterback buy-in, to be honest. I think the quarterback is seeing that they have to play this way that they, they, they have to play this way to support this defense. And I think he's buying into it because they're winning games. And I think it's easier to get the buy-in because he has a coordinator that he's familiar with as well. And he sees, you know, he just sees that without the third wide receiver, they got to be less aggressive. They got to use more of the tight end. So you got to work more of the middle of the field. And they just realize they've got to cater to 
and be complimentary of this particular defense, and they have to try to possess the ball and really focus on the red zone. So I think it's the quarterback buying in and just realizing that this is the way that they have to play to succeed and win games. Yeah, I agree. So whatever it is, Feetner, Haley, whatever the case, it's a good thing for the Steelers' offense. Okay, so let's go um, into some questions here. We'll do some rapid-fire questions before we uh, call it a show for this evening or early morning for me. Um, here we go. Uh, I'm trying to find a good one. Do you think that um, you think that the Steelers can beat the Saints down in New Orleans? That's one of the questions. Do you think we'll do as well with the Saints down in the Dome? Hell no, not at all. And that's no, and that's taking nothing away from the Steelers. And that I think the Steelers are a very good football team, but the Saints will tear anybody up in the dome. There's a lot of football left, man. I, you're so quick to crown people now, and it's it's shocking because you don't like the Steelers. I mean, you like the Steelers, but you secretly hate them. You pick against them constantly. You're here. You're ready to give Adam Thielen like a gold jacket already, and the guy's been good for like a year and a half. And saying he's the best receiver in the game, you're are you ready to just go ahead and give the Saints the Lombardi Trophy for this year too? While you're at it, I mean, no, no, I'm not giving out a Lombardi to the Saints. The Saints are just tough. They're tough. The team is beatable. I'm telling you that they're beatable. They beat the Rams. Well, guess what? The Rams were beatable too, and they proved that last week. The NFC, in my opinion, although they have more good teams. I don't think their best is as good as the AFC's best. I'll say that right now. That's just what I think. When you talk about Kansas City, New England, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'll take those top four against the NFC's top four any day of the week. Any day. That's You're ready to crown them, though. You got to crown them and crown their ass. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> Rest in peace, Denny Green. All right. Um, let's see here. Can he, can this team beat the Patriots? Is it, That is a question on the live chat. Do you think this team can beat the Patriots? That's what everyone wants to know. Week 15, New England comes to Pittsburgh again. Can this team beat the Patriots? Y'all already know my answer, man. Hell no. No. Uh-uh. No. No. It'll be close. Jesse James might fall down again. But no. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I, I, I'm convinced. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing in the live chat. Getting bent with Bo, who listens to all of our shows on YouTube. He's the one that calls you the Ikea guy. He is saying, I asked you the question, and he writes, please say no. Please say no. You said, they, you said no. He goes, yep, there's another win. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. He said, you texted me your score for the prediction for this game. You said Carolina 28, Pittsburgh 24. What was my response? Great. Yeah. I awesome. Said, Fantastic. <laughs> I said, good, good, good. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, we had a lot of people chiming in thinking this is the year to beat the Patriots. That's for sure. I, it's going to be interesting. Um, okay. Here's my question for you, Lance. There, you look at the rest of the schedule, and they've got some. Let's leave Week 17 out of it against the Bengals. 
you've got some really tough games against like the Chargers, the Saints, and the Patriots. And then in between there, you have games against the Denver Broncos at mile high. And then you have a trip to Oakland in Oakland. And you got a trip to Jacksonville in Jacksonville, obviously playing the Jaguars. Out of those three games, all of those three teams, by the way, have losing records. If a team were, if the Steelers were to trip up, who do you think it would be against? Chargers. Chargers is at home. Keep that in mind. Yeah, Chargers. I, I'd say I'm Chargers. About, I'm talking about the duds. We know that the big games are the big games. The teams with the losing records between the Jags, I didn't preface this well enough. I, I apologize. The Jaguars, the Broncos, the Raiders. Those three teams that are just right now, they're awful. Who Raiders. Do you think- It'll be the Raiders. You know why I say the Raiders? Because I've watched the Steelers lose on the West Coast every single game since 1999. So I'll, I'll say the Raiders. Are you going to that game? The, the tickets are still outrageous, and the <laughs> Raiders are so bad. I might do, do like 100 flats and some wings at the house. I don't know. And the, and the stadium is crappy. They're, they're bad. So probably not. I might sit this one out. <laughs> hey, well, if you do, man, just take some photos. I got to say, it's going to be interesting. I got to do the post yeah, game. Our, I got to do the post that's game. True. That's true. Yeah, man. You got to gotta work. Got to exactly. work. Exactly. So, okay, Lance, uh, the, the questions have kind of gone dry because we've covered everything pretty much. Uh, we are going to have. Um, the weekend's going to be the weekend. We might be on Sunday, uh, do like a recap of the games that were, especially that Saints and Bengals game, which, by the way, you weren't on yet last night. Who do you think wins that game? It's in Cincinnati. They're going to light Cincinnati up. That's right. The Super Bowl champs will be there. The New Orleans Saints will be there. So you got that. That would be big. And that's something I hope the Steelers fans realize now that they won this game six, two and one. If the saints do what we all think they can, and that's go on the road and beat Cincinnati coming off a of bye week, then they're five and four. That's a pretty hefty lead for the Steelers. It'll be interesting to see how things play out. But, um, so with that said, Anything you have to say about the uh, the game today, the the state of the Steelers, Le'Veon Bell's potential return? Here's your soapbox, my friend. I think the Steelers are in a good spot. But, you know, I'd be remiss, and I think, and, I, and I'll speak for you as well, I, I want to send, you know, the show uh, and, and my thoughts and prayers for myself and the show out to all the families out in Thousand Oaks that lost loved ones to another mass shooting. Um, I, I, I mean... I mean, I know we all have our feelings about firearms, weapons, and guns, but I know the one thing we can all agree on is we can do better. We can be more responsible as a society in terms of how we exercise and use that right. It's just unfortunate that there's been another mass shooting. And again, I want to send my thoughts and prayers out to those families. Absolutely. I, I echo that sentiment. Um, so here's the lay of the land for those that want to know. Uh, the post game wraps it up. Um, we have a lot, had a lot of content and a, not a lot of time this week. Make sure you stick with BehindTheSteelCurtain.com throughout the weekend because we're going to have more content every single day. Um, and then obviously next week we'll start our preparations. Like I said, Sunday, if Lance can do it, that's awesome. If he can't, I'll be on to answer some questions to kind of recap this the NFL week especially in the AFC North and where teams stand and things of that nature. And then we start on Monday with the Steelers hangover. 
Then Tuesdays, nothing. And then we get back on our regular schedule. Wednesday, standard is a standard. Thursdays, the Steelers preview. Getting you ready for Jaguars and Steelers. Which, reminder, in case you didn't know, is not a Sunday night game anymore. It's been moved to 1 o'clock. So, the Steelers win. 52-21. Big win. It was fun to watch. Fun to talk about it. Lance, I thank you for your time. We'll see you next time on the Steelers postgame. Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find this anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.